Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Wallop and web snappers. My spider sense is tingling. Tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Derek. And I'm Doug. And is your spider sense tingling? Now, Mr. Kale, Doug is in bed with a very bad cold, so you'll have, you'll just have to find someone else to tingle the spiders today. <laughs> tingle the spiders. <laughs> <laughs> to listen to the show, find us on 4 and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And as usual, we are still watching the 1967 Spider-Man show, which means we have a guest. And this time, our guest, you've heard her before on our Falling With Style uh, Pixar show. And she's also the host of the upcoming podcast, Distant Echoes, a Star Wars podcast, our friend Cassie. What's up, Cassie? What's up, guys? What's up? So, right off the bat, what is your background with Spider-Man and or this specific Spider-Man 67 show? Uh, I like Spider-Man. He is. <laughs> oh, that's good. Be like, what if that's all I, I like Spider Man. Um, no, he's probably one of my top favorite superheroes. I don't really delve a lot into like superhero stuff. I'm not really a big, not really big into movies or anything like that. But I adore Spider Man as a character. And I, it, what's strange is that like I think I've only seen the first series of live action Spider Man movies. And then when I was younger, I actually played a lot of the Spider-Man video games because nice. I liked Spider-Man as a as a as a superhero. Nice. And I loved one of my favorite Spider-Man games was the Carnage game. Ooh. Oh, the one on uh, was like <laughs> Super Nintendo or Sega or something like that. The Maximum. Carnage I think so. Game? Yeah, I ma- yeah Maximum Carnage. That's what it was. Ooh, I, tell me more about that. Uh, it's amazing. All I remember, <laughs> you played as Carnage. Um, oh my god! I'm pretty sure, right? No, I think you play as you do play as Venom in that game because Carnage is the main villain. I don't think I don't recall. Oh. I don't think you ever play as as Carnage, but you but you play as Venom. Yeah, you do play as Venom. At, at well, see, I points. don't even remember that much, but I remember it being really <laughs> badass. I, I definitely thought that Venom and Carnage were like the coolest. They were just so cool, <laughs> um, and I loved their synthesis with Spider Man and the whole storyline there, which I don't remember a lot of. But that so that's weirdly like the most history I have with Spider-Man instead of, aside of from just, you know, obviously I love Enter the Spider-Verse. I try to find something good about all the iterations of Spider-Man. I love Spider-Gwen. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think there's so much, there's so much juicy stuff in it. Um, as far as Spider-Man 67 goes, I don't know if I've ever seen the show. <laughs> sure. Except for this episode that we just watched. I probably watched it once or twice when I was younger, probably because it's 
Spider-Man 67. I, I got a lot of, I got a Scooby-Doo vibe from it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which yes. I watched yes. all of Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo was my favorite cartoon growing up. So I was obsessed with Scooby-Doo. So it didn't, I wasn't like thrown off by how old it was or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it felt, the animation felt very similar and familiar to me. Um, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the first one I've watched all the way through. <laughs> nice. That's fun. I think this is a pretty decent first episode for this show too. It's a, it's a, I think it's a, it's a solid one, but I'll be curious to hear kind of what your, what your thoughts about it are as we go through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, cool. Let's, let's get into this episode then. Um, if you want to watch, watch along with us, nothing has changed. Uh, still not really available legally anywhere. Uh, so you can probably find it on, on the internet somewhere. You can probably find the DVDs. They're just really expensive. If you want to watch the show, I'm sure you can find it if you really try. And again, this is Spider-Man 67. The episode we're talking about is Season 1, Episode 8, entitled Horn of the Rhino. And this is one of those full 22-minute episodes, so this isn't two different segments. So we got plenty to talk about with just this one. The synopsis per me is, Aunt May technically saves the world from Rhino. <laughs> the original air date was October 28th, 1967. Aunt May, you say? <laughs> first appearance of aunt may perhaps oh was a, it a new well in this show at least <laughs> yeah she yeah. hasn't appeared in this show yet so this is uh this is quite monumental yeah um, and uh and because this is a woman in this show uh she is voiced by you guessed it peg dixon who cassie voices pretty much every other woman in this show <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> <laughs> She's the only female member of the the core cast, and as such, of course, voices pretty much everybody. <laughs> She's the awesome. only woman that exists, or that yeah. they decide that they wanted to hire. <laughs> <laughs> and what's cool is you can't. You can't always tell. Like she's really good at it. You know, it's not like she just sounds the same all the time. So, Peg Dixon as Aunt May. Here we go. We've got it. Uh, the other character, the other character highlighted because, of course, Aunt May is the feature. Uh, the, <laughs> other, the other character highlighted here is Rhino, uh, and Rhino is voiced by Ed McNamara, who we did briefly mention in our episode 100 because he's Peg Dixon's husband. Oh. <laughs> So a little bit of a Spider-Man 67 power couple, if you will, in this episode. Um, He has a number of credits in common with our core cast, such as the Wayne and Schuster series and specials, all those various Canadian drama and comedy anthology series that perplex us so much, Wojak, (laughs) which I mispronounced multiple times. Uh, at one point and others <laughs> he also voices little john and rocket robin hood uh, and titanium man in the iron man series of the era and for his contributions to canadian television uh, mcnamara was the first ever recipient of the earl gray award for lifetime achievement from the academy of canadian cinema and television uh, other recipients include jennifer dale the voice of mystique in the 90s x-men series and the entire cast of sctv interesting, interesting. <laughs> yes i just he, think of the tea when i hear earl gray so it's it's also a lifetime achievement award that's right there is a person i think of uh picard is that a star trek reference or is that just like (laughs) why is it called the earl gray award yeah oh it's a person after star trek (laughs) i assume it's a person yeah that's that's my guess I just like when I encounter things like those because, like, almost this entire cast, every episode is Canadian and, like, very much so. So, like, almost all of their credits are all, like, Canadian things. And I never know 
how significant any of those things are and as such don't know like <laughs> if these are household names or not uh so it's nice to see somebody like <laughs> acknowledged for like lifetime achievement i'm like okay here's a, we this one's a big deal everybody <laughs> <laughs> So those are our those are our characters that get highlighted here is Rido and Aunt May. And uh, like Derek said, this is all one big long segment. So let's uh let's dive into this. And of course, Derek, Cassie, feel free to interrupt me at any point throughout this synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> So this episode opens with Spider-Man's first encounter with the Rhino as Rhino attacks and derails uh, and largely destroys a U.S. Army armored train in order to steal a component of the Army's new secret weapon, which Rhino will use to control the world. Uh, sure. Very much a Doc Ock type situation where he's like, if I shut down the power to New York, I'll control the world. <laughs> like, okay. Sure, buddy. All right. I just want to tell you that when this first started... I thought Spider-Man was trying to sabotage the train. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's like anti-army. Wow. Like, wow. he doesn't want the war to happen anymore. And then I realized, oh, he, and then he was like, I just want to, I'm just going to make sure that this gets here. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah. I guess you just sit up there and wait for something to happen. It, it is literally like the opposite of that. He's just like simping for the army in this. Yeah. It's just like, you do you not have better things to do than to like, Make sure that this like military weapon like gets where it needs to be. Uh, what are you doing, dude? This a thing that job. no one asked him to do. Yeah. <laughs> nobody asks. Nobody would have asked Spider-Man to do this. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, because this train is largely destroyed, uh, all pretty much all the personnel are just sort of like disoriented or knocked out. So when Spider-Man and the army personnel come to Rhino has made off with the component and Spider-Man again, who was not asked to be here uh, is left to take the blame. Of course. So the following day, as Peter recovers from the encounter and from a cold, <laughs> yep, I guess Jameson calls to assign him work, but Aunt May intercepts the call setting off what will be an episode long conflict between Jameson and May, as well as Peter and May over Peter's ability to work and, of course, in Peter's case, superhero. Uh, despite her attempts, Peter does sneak out that night to investigate and encounters Rhino a second time, resulting in nearly being framed by the police again. Even later that night, Peter sneaks out again, and Spider-Man clashes with the Rhino a third time when he intercepts the second component at an airport. But this time, Spidey has to fight falling asleep due to a medicine he was unwittingly given by May, yeah. which I believe she calls like a drowsing potion or a sleeping potion or something like that. Yeah, she like, drugged She literally him. calls it a potion. She totally did drug him. That's a while. Oh boy. It's a little scary. Maybe she's a witch. Maybe she is a witch. Ooh. So Rhino does get away with the second component, just like the first, and Spider-Man is nearly discovered at the scene once again. The next day, after receiving a call from Jameson about the third component being delivered by Submarine, Peter sneaks out once again a third time and clashes with the Rhino once again a fourth time while Jameson is taken into custody for trying to sneak into a military base disguised as a grunt reporter. Yeah, I've also, I also have a lot to say about that part. <laughs> Can't wait. Yep. Oh my so, god. <laughs> so Rhino gets away with the final component after Spider-Man attempts to web him up underwater and ends up nearly shredded by a pair of boat propellers. 
which is not the only time this happens in a Spider-Man cartoon. I'm pretty sure we saw this happen in Amazing Friends at some point, maybe. Or maybe it was 81. I don't know. But boat propellers are very dangerous. That gave me legit anxiety. That, that <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They're scary. Yep. yep. We don't need to keep doing this, Spider-Man cartoons. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> they should have a warning. This this episode may contain boat propellers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rated TVY17 for boat propellers. <laughs> so after Aunt May serves Peter a bowl of pepper soup, or I think it's like beef and pepper soup or something, inspiration strikes and Peter suits up to confront Rhino, I think for the fifth time, at Central Park Zoo. He finds Rhino under the rhinoceros habitat and defeats him by making Rhino sneeze with pepper (laughs) and encases him in mud from the underground cave walls when Rhino starts to rampage. After snapping a pick and snagging the fully completed weapon, Spider-Man leaves a note for the police uh, with Rhino. The episode ends with Jameson returning to the bugle after being released from custody and receiving news of yet another heroic Spider-Man victory. Of course, much to his dismay. What, oh what an episode. <laughs> oh, man. So, so Cassie, what did you think? You said this is probably the first episode you've watched of the show, and it's like a yeah. full 20-minute episode this of the show. This was hilarious. So, yeah. This what? was so fun and <laughs> crazy. And I just, oh, my God. Like, okay, so, again, not knowing too much about, especially the villains, like, yeah. you know, kind of the main ones. I, I obviously know that Rhino is a recurring villain in, in Spider-Man. However, I thought he was, like, a mobster or something. Like, <laughs> what is he... He's not just a crazy guy who lives in a habitat in a zoo that's um, dressed up as a rhino. It honestly, it well, honestly depends on the interpretation for, yeah. for him. But doesn't he, I mean, usually I feel like, you know, they're a mad scientist or they're like already a villain and yeah. they have like this persona they've like mutated kind of like Spider-Man has. Like Most commonly, he's, he's just like a grunt guy working for like other mob bosses or other villains or something like that. Yeah. So that's why I love this. This is I love this origin story, and I wish that this had been like a staple. Like he was just some psychotic man living, somewhat of a furry, living with the zoo animals. Because yeah. the animation of his face completely coincides with all of that. Like, yep, yeah. Well, th- that's the thing that's so strange. Frequently about Rhino is like that's. That's like a suit on him that he can't take off. Like it's oh it's God. part of him, but it's also it's not like a natural mutation necessarily. No. It's, it's so weird. It's <laughs> why you his can see face the pictures that there. you the, the like the photo that you presented me with, like just a still of like the rhino. I noticed that there is a rhinoceros eyeball. Mm-hmm. I think above his head, which makes yeah. me wonder: Did he? Is this a, is this a rhino skin? <laughs> Is he inside the skin of a rhino? Because, oh my god! It would fit this. I love your interpretation of him from this episode. Like it just makes him more and more like a serial killer. (laughs) Oh man, that would be such a good exercise. Like, hey, so here's a villain. Are you familiar with them? No, not really. Can you watch this episode and write the origin story for us, please? Yes. Yeah, I like where this is gone. <laughs> it gets even creepier because when I if I think of this I if I think of him using the skin of a rhino, if you look at his hands, he has the finger it's like the fingers of a human and the feet of a human. <laughs> but like Ugh. the skin looks like it completely like it's all one thing. It's yeah. so weird. 
uh, this is turning into like nightmares about this. I'm sorry. Horror movie version of Rhino. I love it, man. And you know how like in um, uh, I don't know why this parallel just popped into my head, but you know, like in the newest uh, iteration of It, the Mm -hmm. part where It's like dancing. Uh, like, that yeah. kind of looks like the way that also that Rhino runs. Okay. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yes. There's so much here. <laughs> we must we must speak about the way Rhino runs, because there's a number of different angles they take, right? Like, they yeah. do the head-on version of Rhino, which is sort of like the it dancing version of Rhino running. <laughs> they also many times do the side sideways version of, of uh, Rhino running, which to me, honestly, looks almost identical to like spike from Tom and Jerry, the the bulldog. Like you could almost just like swap their heads and it would be Mm -hmm. almost exactly the same. Rhino's a little bit thicker uh, in his bottom half than spike, but it's like pretty much the same. Oh my (laughs) God. I wish they would have had the only, the only thing is that they kind of missed, you know, you just discussed like the different times that they see And that's kind of part of the poetic nature of this, right? Is that like, there's always a front facing view of Rhino about Mm -hmm. to run into something and the side facing view. And then you get to the part where he's in the water. What is happening? (laughs) And I was like, I'm kind of sad because they didn't have a front facing view of Rhino for like far away in the water, like running. <laughs> that would be while amazing. Sp- while Spider-Man just is walking underwater yeah. like on the, on the seafloor. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And that's a long time. Usually I'll tell you, this is stupid, but uh, I can't be the only human being that does this, but anytime in a TV show, someone's underwater, sometimes I will hold my breath to see how long. <gasps> Me too. Okay, cool. Yeah. I do that just to be like, oh, wow. And then I want to go back and do that because I bet you I would have suffocated. Like, that yeah. was way too long. Yeah, because 99% of the time, if you do it, like, the amount of time they're holding their breath on the movie or your TV show is is way longer than any human ever could. Absolutely. Yeah. But Cassie... <laughs> One thing that Derek and I discovered through our journey across, you know, Spider-Man cartoon time and space is is that, of course, Spider-Man has super spider breath. Oh, that's right, he does. You know what? I'm not surprised, even though, you know, normal spiders drown in water. Um, I guess the spider that he got bit by could, we don't know. Maybe he could. underwater spider. Yeah. You know? Usually, you—that's how you kill a spider. Is you just put it in the sink and drown it. Not that I do that, but but it's <laughs> a method you could employ if you had a yes, hostile yeah. spider in your home. Would an underwater spider just be like a crab? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Exactly. Pretty much. Now, I, I do. Does anyone on this panel know? <laughs> Can rhinoceri swim? I know that they float in the water. Like, they'll get in the they water do? and, like, um, well, like, <gasps> or wait, no, that's hippos. Never mind. Oh. Yeah. I just imagined, like, a rhino, f- like, happily floating, you know, oh, that in a river. Cool. I mean, and I was like, that sounds so much fun. In that in that zoo, they have the, yeah, they can swim. Oh, At my least gosh. That's what Google says. Rhinos can swim. And then it says, it's not true. Well, okay, I'm getting conflicting. I'm getting conflicting reports on the ground. From just saying, um, it looks like the results are in, and it's half and half. Someone says rhinos are excellent swimmers. Um, I don't think scientists. they swim like the yeah yeah. I don't think they swim like the rhinoceros and um, like rhino does though. He's definitely just walking straight through the water. Like, oh yeah, you can see his arms, and he's standing upright, but he's in the ocean. So like. 
He's just like propelling. Just charging I, I, forward. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> also, the- every time he runs into something, those people have to be dead. Well, uh-huh. half the things he runs into explode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's he he runs through a train. He runs through like a gasoline <laughs> tank. He runs yeah. through a submarine. He runs through, like the a number of things he runs through, and the percentage of those things that explode is astronomical. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, like the cop car. Like they showed a picture of the cop car when he first smashed into it, and it was like completely scrunched. And then they show the two cops, and they're like, "Hey, you okay?" And they're just like rubbing their head. They're like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm good." And I'm like, "There, like, no, that's no, no, that's not true. Absolutely <laughs> not." I know no. it's a cartoon, but geez, like, <laughs> yeah, right. That car was like that car was was totaled in every way imaginable. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Derek, you are you are the Walloping Web Snappers resident Rhino uh, expert and appreciator. So, <laughs> sure, what are what are so. your <laughs> what are you 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 are? I don't. <laughs> yeah, I saw that tweet you retweeted you the other day. I oh, saw that's that. True. Yeah. Judging by the eight hundred screen caps you took of this episode of Rhino, you are. <laughs> so, so how does this how does this Rhino compare for you to to the probably like half a dozen at this point that we've encountered? Yeah, it's true. We have seen a lot of them. Um, I mean, he's a thick boy, which is always nice. I like that. Of course. I think that, like, when I like Rhino, I like him being, like, a dumb guy. <laughs> who, <laughs> like, whether – sometimes he has a heart, sometimes he doesn't. But I think he has to be, like, dumb no matter what. Like, that's what makes him fun. Like, yeah. in a good way. Like, I think that, like, stupid Rhino is good Rhino. But I, I don't like – this megalomaniacal rhino that they have in this episode because I don't really understand what his plan is. He's just getting components for a weapon that we I don't think it's ever clear what it actually is. It's just a helpful weapon that will help him take over the world. By the way, like... it looks like a Lego piece. <laughs> it does. He like has to put the pieces together like it's blocks or something. Which is <laughs> so... weird because I feel like at some point one person refers to it as like a bomb, maybe? I guess it's something like that. I know it's a weapon of some right. kind. It's like a doomsday device is what, what the implication I guess I'm getting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is owned by the United States Army, by the way. Well, that, yeah. checks, that absolutely 100% checks No, no, no. Out. I know that that's like true to life, but this is a cartoon that is acknowledging that like, yeah, the U.S. Army just like has this doomsday device, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> and they're just transporting it, every piece of it constantly. All, like, I don't understand what, the, where oh. are they taking it? <laughs> yeah. Don't get the three together. Don't ever put them together. Yeah. But that's what he did. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Like, I like, cause I, I don't like, I don't like a rhino that has goals beyond just like wanting to make money and or just like doing what his, you know, employer tells him to do. Like, I, I think it's too much because it just makes him more of a generic villain, I feel like. I think the fun about rhino usually is that like he is a, just basically like a mook who just happens to be like extremely powerful and formidable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what makes him really interesting. So, yeah. So, I don't care for that version of Rhino. But that said, he's still, like, so goofy and silly in this episode. Like, even while trying to be menacing, that, like, he's still really fun. So, I still enjoy him. Yeah. His vibe is still right. I love when it pans over to the zoo. Like, (laughs) zoo is, like, the same two giraffes and stuff. And, like, he's not even hanging out with the other rhinos. Like, he has his own cave underneath them. The other rhinos are probably like, oh, God, that guy's back. Like, Oh, no. (laughs) This guy wants to be us so bad. Why is he so obsessed with us? We don't blow up people. We don't we don't run into gas tanks. Like what? We eat grass, dude. 
like Spider-Man. Eat grass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And Spider-Man's like, like a rhino in the rhinoceros pool. Well, it's so obvious no one would think of looking there. And I'm like, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess so. I <laughs> Is there is there an episode of, isn't is there a version of him where he like is scientifically created to be a rhino person or is this oh, that just sure yeah oh, I mean okay. most of the time it's either like um you know an impenetrable suit that they give an already big dude and to just make him more formidable um there are versions where he's literally a genetically engineered rhino and then there's some versions that are sort of a mixture mixture of the two sometimes it's also like technology like mechanical stuff that they give him so like every pretty much every version of 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 like what the rhino concept could be has been done in some way except for like serial killer skin of a literal actual rhino on his body uh version that we're going to just headcanon this version is. Well, i was okay. gonna say that story is all yours cassie if you want to write it i'll do it i'll do it it's gonna be really it's gonna be a horror Short story it. is Should what it's going to be. Get ready, Marvel. You're going to get a doozy of a pitch in a moment here. Oh, man. It's going to be, It's gonna. I know how it starts. It's going to be like a voiceover of Rhino talking, like his crazy voice about how he wants to like conquer the world. And it's dark. And then you see this tiny little pinprick in the distance. And then he starts running closer and closer to the camera. <laughs> oh, that sounds so good. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, speaking of him running, yeah. we talked about him running constantly. I don't know why this is what made the segue, but <laughs> I, there's one bit of him running that I love, and I have seen it gift before, so I knew it was going to be coming at some point. But like the way that they animate him running at one point, I think it's when he's at the airport. Like he runs towards the camera, and then they, the shot changes, so we see like his backside running away. But they animate it so they just like literally shrink his model into the asphalt. <laughs> so like he's not running over the horizon; he just is shrinking shrinking litter is what it looks like it's great um also this is on me the note that i wrote for it when i wrote the word asphalt i spelled it ass like f-a-u-l-t like asphalt so you can see where my brain was when i was taking these notes Uh, so you're not the resident rhino appreciator okay (laughs) yeah fair fair i mean for a first appearance of aunt may I'd say this is relatively unremarkable, but like very on brand. It's like exactly <laughs> what you'd kind of expect from some Aunt May stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They're doting. Yeah. It's like, you know, the the worst version of Aunt May, but also the most correct version of Aunt May at the yeah. same time. <laughs> Jameson's scared of her. He didn't want I do like that. He didn't want to answer the phone with her again, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> Yeah. I love the line, and if a lady answers, yeah. hang up! <laughs> oh, God, Jameson. Oh, God, you don't hear the words that come out of your own mouth. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, though. That pepper thing was so, like, I love that that was the ingenious thing that he decided to do. Like Pepper. <laughs> just get him to sneeze. He'll, you know, it's it's how everything works in cartoons, so. Yeah, exactly. It's a classic exactly. cartoon solution. Yeah. And her uh, her meals, I did write it down. Oh, um, it was It's barley soup with plenty of pepper. That's is what it right. Was. Mm. I should have remembered that because I really like barley. Yeah. And then the t- a tea that she makes some earlier on is senna tea, which is like senna is just like a plant. That's just like an herbal tea. Uh, mm. But specifically with <gasps> cod, cod liver oil and lemon juice. <laughs> I remember the cod liver oil. <sighs> what the fuck? <laughs> but seriously, though, like. What was the whole reason for him being sick, though? Like they don't get one. 
right? I didn't miss it, did I? I mean, people, I guess people just get sick. Because it didn't really do anything different. Like, this entire episode would have been exactly the same. It just might not have had Aunt May in it, which would have sucked. But, like, everything else would have happened with the rhino. There was just this very brief moment. Oh, there was a moment where, like, um, Spidey took out his web and made a handkerchief. Because I guess he thought bulls were the same as rhinos and tried to, like, matador him. And then he just started sneezing into the, he just started sneezing into the web. (laughs) It's bizarre. Yeah, but I, he doesn't I, start the episode sick, right? It's not like no. we open on a so. shot of him sick. I feel like in the world of TV, you either start the episode sick, and then everything is sort of like, yeah, how do I navigate these situations now that I am sick? Or they explicitly show you being sick, like or getting sick, like you were out in the rain, or you were stuck, whatever or you, you, I don't know, fell in a cold. <laughs> pool or something like in tv land like you don't just get sick i feel like yeah (laughs) i I agree with that yeah i think it's weird that they didn't set it up i think the only reason that it's here is because they wanted to have an episode with aunt may yeah and they just could think of no other reason to include her in a story (laughs) except for doting over a sick peter (laughs) there's usually i feel like with with tv shows there's usually a reason why they get sick like yeah like maybe if he had gone into the ocean first yeah. He could have been sick after that, but it was yeah. like, no, he just has a cold. And like, <laughs> it's just so funny that a cold would, I mean, I always say that, that sorry, but that men usually act like fucking babies when they get no, a that's, cold. That's like, like scientifically supported, I think, isn't legit, it? Seriously. Yeah. Like, I think, I mean, because women like, we're, we're, we're in pain yeah. once a month. We're, we're just better at like tolerating sickness, I feel like, especially internal sickness. I talk about this yeah. all the time at work. And, like, I'm just going to call him out, but my, my partner, Tommy, like, anytime he's sick, he's like, it's cold. Uh. And I'm like, what? You have a cold. Calm down. Like, yeah. you're fine. I go full baby, for real. Yeah, Spidey was being a baby, and it would have been funnier if May had been like, get your ass up and go to the, go to work. See, I'm this sick of this guy great- calling me. <laughs> see this would have been a great episode to have aunt may and mary jane for that very reason because mary jane would be like get your ass out of bed <laughs> yeah. oh that's awesome i love that <laughs> yeah that's so oh, funny <laughs> aunt may's design is interesting too because like they don't draw any wrinkles on her whatsoever like peter has more wrinkles on his face than she does <laughs> <laughs> like he, the only reason you can tell that she's like supposed to be you know a quote unquote old lady is just through her hair and i guess kind of because her face is like sort of drawn in that pointy shape that they draw a lot of old ladies in in cartoons stereotypically mm-hmm. um but i just thought that was an interesting choice because like well, even in the comics traditionally like they make her look like a 90 year old woman. So. Well, and we know that Stan Lee explicitly gave the creators of the show, the note that she's supposed to be like 60, but looks 90. Yeah. Like Why? he explicitly said like, Oh, she's supposed to look so fucking old, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like Stanley was obsessed with I, her looking super old. I don't know why. Don't know why. No, <laughs> you know what though? The fact that they didn't give her wrinkles makes me think even more that she was a witch. <laughs> maybe like, she just dyed her hair white or maybe it was white because she's a witch and that's she's like oh this is what old ladies look like yeah yeah i love that oh i love your inter- this like this like supernatural horror movie interpretation <laughs> of this episode i mean like, peter's lot maze a legit witch rhino's a serial killer <laughs> love it I, she I, knows I, he's spider-man and casts a spell on him so he's sick <laughs> and attempts to keep him at home and safe <laughs> 
That actually makes a lot of sense. It really does. <laughs> that does make a lot of sense. And I do love when Spider-Man gets a little bit like supernatural and weird. It's, I'm, it's very, I'm very into that. So Cassie, I want to read the Spider-Man alternate universe that's going on in your head. I would like All to right. be part of that. <laughs> I'll get some, I'll just, I'll just have a night free. I'll get some tequila. I'll just start, oh get my word doc open up and it'll just flow right out of me. And I'll just view only and I'll just witness the magic happen. Yes. <laughs> in real time. <laughs> that's amazing. So May is a witch. Uh, Rhino is a serial killer. <laughs> What about Jameson, though, in his disguise? Oh, my God. Yes, please. Yeah, you said you had a lot. uh, I had a lot. It was just like, um, I just thought it was funny. First of all, why did he have to be in disguise as a reporter? (laughs) He's already a reporter. Wouldn't he have more sway being the head of the news like reporting thing and not well, just a grunt also why was the grunt an old man with a beard yeah, he specifically <laughs> said a cub reporter yeah. and he just made himself look older <laughs> yeah and he's he is seemingly one of the most influential people in new york city not only because he says so but because people are constantly trying to like get a ransom out of him or delivering criminals to him like why yeah. does he go as anything other than himself it's so weird it's hilarious yeah he just shows up in this like really tight little red suit he's got his reporter hat on and then of course they're like i love how the guy's like i found the spy (laughs) it's like they're gonna kill you like you could have just came here as yourself and they would have been like no sorry no press go away (laughs) and then you you messed up and now they're like we might shoot you for being a spy we don't know who you are like (laughs) Very oh dangerous. God. Very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do either of you know what the little taggy do in reporters' hats is supposed to be? Like, why is that? Mm. Why is that like a reporter's hat? What is that? I feel like it had a number on it, didn't it? Oh, did it? I, doesn't it normally just say press on it? Like, isn't that? Oh, it's a press pass. I think it's their. It's that's where they put their press pass. Oh. Like until before there were like lanyards. I think. I think I could be wrong about that, but that was always what I thought. That's it was. interesting. Yeah, you're right. It, I think it usually says press on it. Wow. Yeah. Back yeah, in the and day also, images is telling me. And also, I could absolutely be making this up, but like, it's just. I, but I also feel like if if uh, when when it's a crowd um, of of people like watching like a speaker, like you know the stereotypical setup of like the mayor is talking on the steps of the Capitol, so he's like he's yeah. above everyone. Then you're seeing the top of their head, and you see oh. the hat that says "press" on it. I could mm. absolutely be making that up, but it would make but sense it makes in my sense. head. That's what it was. Yeah, that like it signals that those are, they're press. Yeah, interesting. I, I dig that thought. I'll yeah. headcanon that part of our reality. Yeah. <laughs> and do absolutely no more research on it. Yeah. Why, do not why tell me I? if I'm wrong because I like my answer better unless it's very interesting. So we also know that and we also know that rhinos may or may not swim depending exactly. on the scientist. Right. This is an educational <laughs> podcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> is New York City like like Las Vegas in the middle of a desert? <laughs> because... <laughs> That's what it looks like. There's, it's just surrounded by desert. I think it's like, is it the train? I think they show it like yeah. going into New York. And, yeah, there's and, like an oasis. That's yeah. what confused me. There was like an, and maybe this was because I was like already confused and so disoriented, maybe. But there was like this moment where the train crashed and it showed Spider Man specifically in a pool of water with like trees <laughs> like palm trees i was it was very confusing i was like wait 
did they shoot Spider-Man into a different like country or state? <laughs> I don't understand. It blew up and then and I love how every time something blows up, all the people safely go somewhere else. Like when the yeah. submarine blew up, all of a sudden bloop bloop bloop, they're all perfectly <laughs> in their little rafts, like <laughs> and nobody Man. ever died. Like, That's sure. right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was going on with that. I don't know why it was desert. Also, this probably happens in every other episode you guys have ever watched this, but like I just it just it was very jarring to me to see anytime Spider-Man was coming back and forth from his house, he was shooting his webs up like it looked like they were attaching to clouds. Like oh, yeah. they weren't oh, attaching classic. to buildings at all. It was just obviously I mean that's what happened in the video games too, so I'm not you know, they were all side scrollers, so it was kinda like that. Yep. But I was just like, yep. oh okay, this I just have to I just have to wreck I just have to reconcile that this is gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. That happens like into the nineties. Like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in the video easy. games, I feel like what's funny though, just I'm sorry, just kind of cutting to video games, because that's like my only basis really for superhero stuff, is like I think in the newer video games they they become much more technical about like oh you need to shoot your web on something yeah you can fly on absolutely. but like in the older ones they're like nah you just because that's just yep. what you do it's honestly incredible that the new video games require you to actually anchor your web to a point like within the environment it's like kind of astounding <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah the more classic version is to shoot that web anywhere baby unless yeah, the plot requires you to fall. Yeah. Oh, the other thing. Um, does Spider Man often roll himself up into a bowling ball and knock people over? Nope. 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 <laughs> Roly poly Spider Man, the fucking best. Like I didn't you- know what was happening at first. He's like gearing himself up, and I was like, "What is he doing?" It's I so like, weird. Have, I swear we've seen that. Where did we see? Th- or no, we saw in a more recent cartoon. Um, Cassie, he like. He makes himself like the Go Puff Marshmallow Man, basically, <laughs> but not like a full ball. What? I think I think he has. I just feel like we've seen something. I, I'm pretty sure he, in in some cartoon he's made an actual web ball like over him that he's okay. Of. Oh. Okay, that that's, that makes sense. That's kinda. not the same as this episode, though. No. No. His body, his body like contorts and puffs up in the shape of a sphere inside of his webbing. Like just with like a light webbing covering somehow. Yeah. Oh like God, could you imagine if spiders could do that? Like just turn oh, into a little ball so and like roll across something. It'd be cute, but also scary. Especially like a big it. one. Like a little roly poly. They just go and then roll away. That is pretty cute, actually. That is pretty cute. Aw. I feel like people wouldn't hate spiders as much. Yeah, yeah, they'd be much. Adorable. They could get away much faster. They could just roll away, <laughs> roll away. Like little it. Sonic the Hedgehog, like yeah. they just Aww. fly away. All the cops were the same person, by the way. Does that happen a lot in the show too? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, yeah all, all of the cops the were the, all the army were the same guy. Yeah, and they're they're <laughs> almost always voiced by the same person as well. Like I think in this one, it's funny. I feel like frequently, and I could be wrong on this, but I feel like I've encountered this multiple times. Like, whoever voices the villain, who is almost always a man, also then voices, like, all of the police officers <laughs> or army <laughs> personnel. I think that happens in this episode. If I'm if, it, if I'm not right on this episode, I know that next week's episode that happens. Where, like, one of the villains of next week's episode voices all of the police officers. <laughs> so in my, in my horror realm of this, those are all going to be clones of the same person. Ooh, 
hey, hey clones. That's be, uh, that's yeah. familiar territory in Spider-Man Land. Yeah, yeah, it's be right all at home. Be clones, and you know it. it the U. The army. The, this entire frame of reference of the world that Spider-Man is in is evil. He just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> and actually, Rhino might have had a reason to blow up the world, and Spider-Man stopped him from doing it, and he probably should have. <laughs> My God! This is this what's going on now. Oh, man. Nihilistic Spider-Man. I'm into it. <laughs> I read it. Uh, I love that. Like this delightful show has like spawned this like utterly nihilistic, horrible <laughs> take on the world. Oh man! If all edgy Spider-Man were more like that, I could get more into it. Man, it'll happen. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting. Yeah, I was not expecting this episode about Rhino to to go in in such a beautiful me uh, either supernatural <laughs> direction. <laughs> yeah, of all the villains to to spark that right. That face though, <laughs> that animated face. I just can't stop. Lo- like that is what started it. Like yeah, it just is horrifying. It's so funny, but it's also so scary. <laughs> Rhino's yeah. original face is just. I I don't I just don't I just don't <laughs> I just don't I don't like it. There there are some rhinos that are like very just like big beefy dude looking. Yeah, I don't even know what. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I probably have some theories on how how this face ends up becoming what it is, but it is just so much. It's also, not a kiss. I, it's not a kissable face of one hundred. That's no. for sure. I also realize that if this, if we're going with the whole skin suit idea, which I am, yeah, um, that if you look at where his little face compartment is, it's on the top of the rhino's head. So like he's wearing the whole rhino's body backwards. Oh, so hmm. like hmm. that's even creepier. Cause it's like a creepy upside down rhino rhino body. Like you know how like in scary Ugh. movies when like. The contorted demons like running that backwards downstairs. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> Sorry! Rhino just like bends over backwards and starts charging at you. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my I'm god! So scary. Yeah, beautiful. Spidey says wallop in web shoes at some point. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Why? He almost said the thing. <laughs> yeah i don't know what web shoes are but all right there you go well we've um, seen him make uh skis and snowshoes before so it's true maybe it's maybe true. that got some sneaks <laughs> yeah some sneaks <laughs> oh i also do like spidey like making the uh like making a lap like he's made lassos before with his web yeah but i think it's funny that they show him making it and then like catching the rhino by the neck <laughs> oh my god he choked that guy yeah brutal Trying to snap his neck. <laughs> yes, li- seriously. Yeah, I, I remember that too. That was under the water, right? Or was that? I th- I'm not I sure. That no, I think it was before the water, but I don't know. Maybe he did it multiple times. Actually, not sure. You can't <laughs> yes. hurt the rhino. No. Yeah. yeah. He is very strong. Like they definitely made a point to show that like this was kind of a tough opponent for Spider-Man. I feel like. Do they ever shoot him in this one? Because there are some iterations where you can just straight up like shoot Rhino, and it does like nothing. Do they ever shoot at him? No, I don't think so. I don't think they do, but I mean, he does literally plow through a gas tank and is set on fire for a while and doesn't <laughs> flinch. So. Oh, also, I need that to be. I know there's tons of memes that come out of this um, show. I need mm. a GIF or a meme 
of Rhino getting really... Oh, that was what it was, was that uh, Spider-Man lassos him so that he's pulling him away from the gas tank. That's right. And there's an image, there's a moment that I thought was personally funny that Rhino's running really close to this gas tank and I was like, haha, that's like me all day about the fart. <laughs> it's like precariously close to a gas tank it's just gas like like that is that is my personal image all that day long went to such a better place than i ever expected it to go <laughs> it's the first thing i thought of <laughs> incredible honestly <laughs> oh, and then the firemen futilely like just spraying it with water while it's still on fire i was like that's that's gonna blow up guys like again but i guess yeah. you're not afraid of dying in this universe because you don't so yeah, it's true it's true <laughs> yeah <laughs> hello amazing friends we just wanted to take a quick moment to thank our spectacular enough patrons Bo, eric steve Carl, Katie, Mike, and Lillian. If you would like to support our show too, our way of saying thanks is by giving you lots of cool Spidey goodies. You'll have early access to all our episodes, including our AMAs, where we answer your burning questions about anything and everything. And we mean everything. If you join us at our $5 spectacular level, you get to hear us let loose and talk about wackier stuff in our After Dark commentaries or our movie commentaries, where we watch every single Spidey-related theatrical film from the Raimi films to Amazing Spider-Man to Spider-Verse, Venom, Avengers Endgame, and more. And at our amazing tier, we'll invite you to be a guest on our show. That's right, you. You all make our show better, whether it's by sending us Word Snappers words, making us fan art, joining our Discord community, or just listening to us every week. This is our way of saying thank you for supporting this show and inspiring us to dip into media even we didn't realize was on our radar. Whatever tier you opt into, thank you so much. Whether you're an avid listener or just stopping by, we appreciate you. From your friendly neighborhood podcasters, thank you. Another detail uh, that I like, it's real quick, but there's like a pan up of the bugle, like the, of the bugle building. So mm-hmm. like, like uh, it's kind of panning up the building. So you're seeing a few windows before it gets to like Jameson's window. Um, yeah. But it's like these really beautiful paintings of yeah. just like old 60s scenes in each window. It's great. Yeah. It's I love that. Cool. Yeah. Because they don't have to animate any of it. And so it's basically, it's like effectively a background, you know? Yeah. It's just this beautiful matte painting. It looks great. I love it. It's very cool. I really like that too. I I I distinctly remember that being completely different from the rest of the show. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll encounter stuff like that here. <laughs> At least in this case, it was like something really, really cool. Although I feel like actually most of the time when something's drastically different in the show, aesthetically, or artistically, uh, or design wise, it tends to be pretty cool. Um, yeah, if only because it's very different. But a lot of times it ends up being like pretty, pretty aesthetically compelling. Did we mention that the way that Rhino is encased in the mud at the end is through an instant heat device? Is that a real thing? Oh, I forgot about the instant heat device. It's like a beam. I don't know, like, if that's meant, like, is it meant to be something? Or is that just a device that they created? Like, there are, like, radio, like, you know, like, heat like space heaters that exist. But are there, like, portable ones that are like that? I don't know. I think it's just a heat beam. That was so so. weird. That was so weird. He just had this weird (laughs) sci-fi device. It's one of his gadgets, you know? Again, again, spiders don't have that. (laughs) (laughs) 
I know that he's not a literal spider, but like, I'm just thinking all the nightmarish things that spiders could have now. Spiders don't have that. Yeah, if you if you backwards if, long, if engineered you a, if you backwards engineered a spider based on Spider Man, it would be the <laughs> most horrific spider ever to exist on this planet or any other. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, they take over the world. Yeah, it's the scariest thing. The shooting, it like rolls into a ball to get away after just like shooting a heat ray at you and melting. I mean, I guess off. he is smart, right? Like he was yeah. a smart kid. Yeah, so, like, yeah, he's obviously, like... but he's not Batman. Like he kind of is more th- than you'd think he is. Like that's kind okay. of a misconception, I think, from us growing up in the '90s. I think, and and from like the Raimi movies, especially like a lot of the we've talked about this in like some past episodes, actually. That like I feel like our generation was raised on a less of a tinkerer, Peter Parker, but like traditionally, and a lot of the old comics and cartoons, mm-hmm. and it sort of swum back around recently in recent movies and cartoons. Mm-hmm. He is like a brilliant inventor too. Like okay. that, so that's that is legit. Um, yeah. Our generation grew up with him being more of like a geneticist type scientist, like where it's more about like DNA and radioactivity and all that sort of stuff. Or just kind of like a quote unquote, like nerd. Yeah. yeah. Like studious, like, you know, younger, goofy, but like, which reminds me, I love that little sign that either he or Aunt May put on the door that said genius sleeping. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so good. That was so cute. She wouldn't go in there. Yeah. You know, she was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, you I'm going to brew my potions out that's, here. <laughs> that's the thing is that there's this joke, you know, there's a joke made of just like Aunt May just barging in and, and you know, controlling Peter. But like she does respect his privacy when he sets a clear boundary. So I think it's really just on Peter to like be more clear about when he doesn't want to be bothered and yeah. she won't bother him because she doesn't bother him when he sets a sign that says don't bother me. So, and that's a good parenting thing that people should she get from this. There. Oh, no, she didn't put it there because she comments on it. She's like, oh, genius asleep. Oh, that's cute. Okay, Peter. And then leaves. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess it, it makes sense either way. Or maybe she she wrote it and was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. If you're doing something weird in your room and you don't want me to come in there, put the sign on the door. <laughs> or I guess if you're sleeping, maybe she has multiple. Maybe they're like, yeah. genius is studying. Do not come in. <laughs> or like, you know, he's got a different one for every occasion. Yeah. I just thought it'd be weird for Peter to make his own sign that says he is a genius sleeping. <laughs> no, I, I think it checks out. It's like a genius asleep. Like, I, I don't know. That's That seems like a, uh, it's it's a little bit of like a brag, but <laughs> I think it works out. Uh, yes. Peter Parker, our most braggadocious superhero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I mean, it's not, it's unclear. Like, I don't think it's, I mean, I, I. I think I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it's maybe it is clearer than I'm making it out to be. Um, it was cute though. It was yeah. cute. It's cute regardless. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only other notes that I had that the at actually I know like the mud is obviously a major part of how the rhino is defeated, but that like wet and muddy cave like background is gross. It's so gross the way that everything they're sloshing around in the mud the whole time when they're fighting. It's always dripping off the walls. I mean, it's like a good gross because it's supposed to be muddy, but. I, I love thought. how it was also cement, not cement, sorry, it wasn't cement, but it acted like cement. Yeah. Rhinos like mud. Like, <laughs> you should have been able to get out of that. But I guess that heat must have been really adhesive and strong. <laughs> so I don't know. That's, you know, pepper and mud yeah. is yeah. how he saved the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is a wild one. I, I do think um, it's interesting. You know, there are, there are so few of these episodes that are 20 minutes long. So it's always interesting to see which ones they decide to dedicate a full 20 minute episode to. So far, I believe we've gotten just Mysterio in this, right? Is that, yeah. is that correct? Um, yeah. So, so far it is two of his like larger villains in the comics at the time, given that they also had a doc Ock episode that wasn't 20 minutes. It's still a little odd that it's only been the two, but uh, you know, hasn't been, hasn't been super confusing thus far. I will say, I don't know that this episode takes full advantage of its 20 minutes no. Uh, because a lot of times we'll see these like 11 minute segments where it's sort of, you know, Spider-Man strikes out twice and then in his third attempt uh, wins over the villain. It's kind of the same formula for the most part, uh, just with a few more strikes along the way. Um, mm-hmm. So I think they probably could have done a little bit more with 20 minutes, but it, it doesn't feel, at least to me, it didn't feel like it was a super long episode or anything like that. So yeah, it's, it's okay, despite I don't think it taking full advantage. I think it, uh, it's its length is like them choosing to make this a full length episode is less predicated on Rhino as the villain and more yeah. just because they wanted to do an Aunt May subplot, I think. Yeah. And they, they could have added that onto any episode. This is just the one that they integrated like the sickness stuff with, I guess. Yeah. But even then, like it's it's still, you know, it's the same beat each time. So I still think they could have done more with it. But I do think you're right. I think it is because of Aunt May. I don't know what they would have done more with her because she's very clearly just serving one purpose, but uh, they could have done some funnier, more like comedy bits or something between the two. Um, but I like I like the Jameson May thing, so I guess that's where the comedy was. Mm-hmm. But overall, yeah. I dug it. I had fun. This being yeah. the first one I've ever seen, I got a lot of ideas out of it, so. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, yeah. I man. might not go to bed at night, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of where some of those ideas spawned from, uh, I think some of them spawned from our faces of the episode. Because um, Rhino <laughs> is just a fucking treasure trove of oh amazing God. faces. I don't know why Every- you need to make me look at this face so many times. It's horrifying. <laughs> Every face he makes is amazing. They draw so many. Every wrinkle that could have been on Aunt May, they stripped from her face and put onto Rhino's face. She did and it. in very like uh, uncomfortable places. Like it's like he has like thirty bag bags under his eyes. Like his forehead, mm-hmm. like s- wrinkles stretch all the way down to his nose. Like it's wild and there's the bit when he's like destroy 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 (laughs) every word that he says goes to a completely different like facial design as he's saying that and then laughing it's incredible very quickly too like the animation goes really fast and that's what's creepy to me about it too yeah it's phenomenal Ugh, i hate it but (laughs) i i i get it but i also hate God, it it's so good <laughs> the first one he looks high and he really does yeah he looks, like he, he started looks out kind of chill and then he had a bad trip and just yeah <laughs> yeah it went bad it went real bad something i think was about to go good for him in the other one uh because the other rhino clip is just him giving his best bottoming pose that he ever <laughs> could give uh but doing it while his head is completely turned backwards around so there's your you know there's your horror movie bit where he's like looking at you backwards like a demon and see, chasing you after see you. that his hands his creepy fingers go right into the skin of the rhino yeah and you see the rhino's eye and that rhino's like Ugh. 
Yeah, it's wild. (laughs) (laughs) And on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, I just think it's really cute to see Spidey's head poking out from the hay. It's really cute (laughs) when he's hiding. That is cute. I love that Doug was dead silent when we were talking about that other image. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you. (laughs) I couldn't think of another way to point out that Derek tried to deny Rhino being somebody that he... uh... Uh, uh, has knowledge and appreciation for at the top of this <laughs> Knowledge episode. and appreciation. No, it wasn't that. I mean, like... He's like, looking respectfully, the, like, okay? I mean, like, the ex, like, being the rhino expert. I guess Resident relative expert. to this podcast. Resident yeah. expert. Relative to this. I just always... I'm always, like, whenever, whenever, whenever I'm called an expert in anything comic book or pop culture related, I'm like, no, you were just welcoming people to comment about how I know nothing about the rhino. Like, that's okay. what you're inviting by in saying In this that. podcast house, there are two residents <laughs> you are the resident expert okay that's fair relative to and to, appreciator yeah. you're the resident re- expert and appreciator of rhino respectful onlooker of respectful rhino. onlooker i like that i like uh, appreciator yeah, yeah, yeah. i like a pre- i can i can get with appreciator that's fair because <laughs> i definitely am a rhino appreciator in many ways i'm a venom appreciator yeah there you Just go saying. and carnage well cassie thank you for uh for joining us to talk all about rhino uh and to transform (laughs) the the world of spider-man in delightful ways absolutely (laughs) this was so fun (laughs) if people want to find more uh more from you or anything that you're working on where where should they look my twitter is cassie thulu i just retweet stuff that i'm been interested in video games usually D tabletop stuff and then my partner and i tommy have a new podcast um coming out it's called distant echoes a star wars podcast where we talk about all of the different cart mostly all the animated series we're starting with clone wars and then we're going to get into uh rebels and bad batch with which we're both really obsessed with and so my my personal twitter's cassie thulu and then that twitter is distant echoes sw if you want to follow us there nice i'm very much looking forward to that me too yeah well if you'd like to find more uh from derek and me you can find us all over the place but the first place i would direct you to is our patreon at patreon.com slash walloping web snappers and of course check out our new discord there should be a link in the show notes but if you can't find it just let us know and we'll direct you there um if you'd like uh to find derek or me all over the internet uh, there's a few places you can go. Derek, where can people find you and the stuff you're working on? Sure. You can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. Uh, you can also, if you're going to be uh, in the Atlanta area and uh, are going to Dragon Con next week, I will actually be there. Um, I'll be on the Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends 40th anniversary retrospective uh, panel on Saturday. Uh, so if, I don't, that's an opportunity to meet me or at least just go and uh, watch me make a fool of myself on a on a panel next week <laughs> at uh, Dragon Con. <laughs> what about you, Doug? You can find me on Twitter at Ikibuli, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. You can also find me on another podcast here on the 4 Eyed Radio Network called Victory Road. It's a Pokemon podcast where I get together with friends and talk about Pokemon just as I feel like it. And if you like books and video games, you can find me on a podcast called Novel Gaming 
where my friends Katie and Vicky and I get together and talk about all the media we've been consuming lately. If you like Pixar movies, you can check out Derek and my monthly podcast, Falling with Style, an ongoing Pixar movie marathon, where we watch every Pixar film chronologically. Our episode on Cars 2 is out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on our website at wallopingwebsnappers.com for a full archive of everything Derek and I are working on together. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and also Facebook at wallopingwebpod, or email the podcast at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe on all podcast platforms, because if you like what we're doing, somebody else will too, and those ratings and reviews make us much easier to find. Next week, Spidey faces a Craven Hunter who is not Craven the Hunter, and a Phantom on Fifth Avenue in the One-Eyed Idol and Fifth Avenue Phantom. See you then. See ya. How would you battle a machete, bow and arrow, and a spear-wielding killer? But wait, that's only part of danger in store when I unlock the secret of the one-eyed idol. These lovely ladies are the most dangerous robots on Earth. And unless I escape their merciless laser beams, the mystery of the Fifth Avenue Phantom will never be solved. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web, any size, catches seeds, just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there, there goes a Spider-Man. In the chill of night, at the scene of a crime, like a streak of light, he arrives just in time. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Wealth and fame, he's ignored. Action is his reward to him. Life is a great big hang-up. Wherever there's a hang-up, you'll find a Spider-Man.